Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. What's up, guys? I'm about to sit down with Travis, who's an expert at selling print-on-demand on Walmart. But I wanted to invite Marielle to talk about her experience with Walmart because she's been on for some time now. I just recently, days ago, was accepted to sell on Walmart. But I will also drop a link in the description so you can apply to sell on Walmart. Once you do the application, you'll hear back, you'll get accepted, and then you can list your products. This is Marielle's product. So why don't you tell them about your experience uh, listing this product? Yeah, so overall, guys, it was really simple very easy user friendly i mean it is very much so just like amazon you've got your listing images your descriptions and a bunch of other key indicators that they don't put in front of the screen that they put behind the screen more so for their analytics now there are different things compared to amazon that you can do to get your rankings boosted i just made my first seller fulfilled sale but i am exploring the walmart fulfillment services Okay, so you're considering like Walmart's version of FBA and you're selling dog ice cream. That's a really interesting product. Obviously, I'm familiar with it, but why don't you tell anybody that's watching that's like, what the heck is that about your product and your Kickstarter? So guys, on my Kickstarter, I sell human-grade, lactose-free, limited-ingredient dog ice cream. It comes in three different flavors, and if you guys support my small business, as it is very, very small currently, there are several different reward tiers for you guys to enjoy. Yep. So you can give as much as, or as little as like 10 bucks guys, if you want to support, check that out. The link will be in the description. All right. On to my interview with Travis. Hey guys. So as promised, I'm here with Travis. He is the foremost, uh, print on demand on Walmart expert that I know. So, uh, (laughs) Travis, man, what's up? How you doing? How you been? I'm doing, I'm doing great. I don't know if I'm the, uh, the expert, but I've been on Walmart for a couple of years. So I I know a couple of things. (laughs) That's better than anybody else I know. So I'm excited though that, you know, after the last time we talked, which feels like it was at least a year ago, man, I'm finally accepted to sell on Walmart. So I'm excited and I just want to like pick your brain about, you know, we were just talking off camera. I was like, man, should we just hit record? Cause we're trying to figure this puzzle out. So how's, uh, how, where do we start? <laughs> oh man. Um, I mean, well, you start with getting an account. So congratulations, you know, getting finally onto Walmart. How many rejections did you have? before you actually got on onto the platform yeah you know i applied at least four times and then you had given me (laughs) a contact at walmart so i worked with Mm -hmm. that person and um it's just man it just wasn't meant to be with that old workflow but you told me that uh why don't you tell them what you told me about how you got on walmart (laughs) oh my gosh yeah this is several years ago i think it was it was literally like an email process it wasn't like an automated form or anything like that i mean this is the the wild wild west of walmart i think they've they've they're kind of getting their ducks in a row um uh, and they're they've actually opened up the floodgates i saw i don't know i posted it um a few months ago in our facebook group um for print on demand cast that there was like a uptick in ex um new stores on walmart so they were usually i think it was i don't want to i'm gonna mess up the numbers but it was like they were getting like a hundred to 250 new stores every day for like months and months and months. And then all of a sudden they changed their workflow. They changed kind of their parameters for accepting new stores. And it went to like over a thousand a day, um, like overnight. And it's kind of from what I understand. Um, and you're, you're an example of it. I think they've, they've kind of kept that because they, like I say, they got their decks in a row. They, they've streamlined their application process. I don't think they, it's as stringent as it used to be. Um, (laughs) yeah. 
Yeah, which could be, I mean, that could be a telltale sign that they've figured out some of the weeding out processes that they didn't have before, like for copyright infringement or late deliveries or some of that stuff. And they, they wanted to get that down. So when they brought in, you know, they kind of opened up the floodgates. Now we know how to get them off the channel if they're a bad actor or something. So it, it there could be a little bit of a, um, a correlation there. Yeah, I'm not good, sure, but possibly. Theory. Yeah. It felt mm -hmm. like the application process went from like, 2010 to 2022 you know just from like the website <laughs> perspective like the old totally. one was just like really long buggy and i didn't even know if i was doing it right you know normally it's like okay guys go apply just when they ask you for something type it in click next i was struggling and i'm like you know i don't know that it matters but i had like a master's degree in it and i've been at this stuff for a while and i'm like <laughs> i don't even know how, if i'm doing this right um yeah so much better it's in a much better place now so, yeah they didn't have any feedback mechanisms either so you just you didn't know it just kind of went off into the ether and you just yeah you either heard back or you didn't. And you, there was no like place to check your status or there wasn't anything like that. So they've, they've really upgraded that. Yeah. And their support too, like for what it's worth, because Amazon support just sucks now, but like Walmart support was great working with them. It was like quick replies, actually what like they needed to say, like, you know, if, if it wasn't like a copy paste, right. a human would go figure out, you know, for me and be like, Oh, you know, you're not approved because you need to go over here. And so I'm sure they'll keep uh, in, like uh, work, improving the workflow because it's kind of like yeah. they they let you in. But then when you're in, you're not ready to sell. You still have to provide them a bunch of information is how it's set up now. So and it wasn't cl okay. clearly intuitive because they give you like the one, two, three, four. I did all that. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, you have to go over here now and do another like one, two, three, four, five, six. So anyways, I thought that so was good. So shout out to support. Yeah. Yeah, they're still feeling their way around. And, you know, I mean, just like any big company, eventually it'll probably go downhill. <laughs> <laughs> right, but for now, you know, take advantage, take advantage of that good support. I would agree. I think um, for me so far, the, the support on Walmart has been much better than what it currently is on Amazon. Amazon used to be much, much better. And, yeah. you, you know, you had a, you could figure out where to call or, you know, or, or like a special number, or you could you know, say, Hey, I want the captive team. I mean, there were like tricks that you could like get to talk to somebody that actually didn't just copy and paste or just read from a script. Um, but I think as, you know, I mean, just the way things are, the way things go as companies get bigger and bigger and bigger, they've got to automate more and more and more. So I could see Walmart, you know, kind of heading down that path. I mean, they've basically just, um, mimicked pretty much everything that amazon has done yeah. i mean even their name you know the seller center instead of yeah, seller yeah. central you know <laughs> coincidence i'm sure by the way yeah. I, I didn't give uh print on demand cast a shout out so i want to do that like up front uh i'm going to link that in the description if you guys haven't checked out travis's uh print on demand cast definitely give that a listen it's really great for print on demand sellers yeah thanks man yeah me and josiah uh have a great time um we've been doing it for about two years now have over 110 episodes and every week we um, release and just um, just having a really good time. It's kind of a passion project uh, for us. It's it's the show that we wish we would have had when we started in print on demand. So take it for what it is. We're a couple of goofballs. We have literally a weekly dad joke that we share. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's Love a good that. time. <laughs> you know, some people may think we, we, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a little overboard, but I don't care. It's our show. So <laughs> yeah, you learn, <laughs> you have a good, good time, time while you're learning. So totally. Yeah. The number of resources that are out now are, um, it's, I mean, it's awesome. It's a great time to be starting yeah. your business. Everybody always thinks like, Oh, it's too saturated. It's like, yo, everything's always too saturated. You know, just get started. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's um, that whole best time to start your business was 10 years ago. The next best time is today, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. And that's how I feel about Walmart, hopefully. I like time will tell. Um, I try to be transparent sure. like on my channel about my sales. So like I'll keep it real with people about like what I'm doing, how it's working out. Um, but I, I'm excited. That's really where I wanted to start with you because I know you've been on for a while. We were talking mm -hmm. offline. We can kind of like pick back up, I guess, okay. about what's the best way for me to really get started. And I guess the first question that I would ask you organically is if you knew, like, do you know any production partners? I know you were production partner yourself. Like, do you know anybody mm -hmm. that has a direct integration to Walmart? Um, I don't know anybody that has a direct integration to Walmart. The only thing I know, uh, so we, um, my company, my fulfillment companies make your mark design and we use order desk to kind of bridge between, um, our company and, uh, Walmart. And so orders come in to Walmart, um, and you have, we give you an, a, you know, a store, you upload an inventory file that has all of your SKUs and your titles. And, and then it has uh, a link to your print file that we're going to use. And then it tells us like, is this a DTG product? Is it a sublimation product? Is it a UV product? Um, so we can disseminate it to our different techs and our different departments. Uh, and then it pushes it to ship station automatically, which is how we handle all of our shipping. Um, and then obviously once it's shipped, it pushes up that tracking back to order desk and then to Walmart. Um, the challenge then is, you know, how do we know what you're, what, what you just sold? And, and that really is that spreadsheet. Um, I talk all the time on print on demand cast about how important it is. And, and I'm, I'm not trying to shame you, Ryan, but <laughs> like when you start to have some type of documentation, um, or some type of organization with like all of your products and using the same SKU on all of your channels and having all of your SKUs and all of your print files and everything in one section. So you can, you know, so you can later go back. And if you have to change print providers, you have everything you need in that one document. Um, I mean, a, a lot of these, a lot of these big companies, Printful, Printify, you know, Gearbubble, all these different companies, they make it really easy to list products on there, mm -hmm. but they hold that print file. They trap and you. That, yeah, <laughs> that, they trap you. And, and it becomes a problem over time. Uh, or if you ever do need to integrate with a place like Walmart that doesn't have a direct integration, it's like, well, how do I get those print files? And, and I don't really have a great answer for that, you know, aside right. from going through and recreating them, hosting them on a, in a Dropbox or, a, you know, some other type of, uh, easily accessible link. But, um, that is, that is the challenge I think for Walmart. Um, so if you are starting, I highly recommend doing it that way, where even if I'm going to upload this through Gearbubble, I'm saving it, you know, in a Dropbox and I'm putting it on this spreadsheet with the link, with the SKU, all of that stuff is as I'm going, that's part of my process. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not completely guilty. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty organized <laughs> on my computer. Like I have my, there's a method to my madness. Like I can actually sure, sure. get this together. Like, so it's like, while you're talking, I'm like, I think I can do this. But the one thing that popped in my mind is like, where do I put the, the PNGs? Like, where do I put the design files? <laughs> is there like a website? Like, is it Dropbox? Um, yeah. So we, we use actually um, Wasabi because it's, it's I've way cheaper than Drop Dropbox. And yeah. um, they have what they call buckets. And then inside the buckets is like a file structure. And so yeah. 
we, uh, I mean, just to dive in a little deeper to what we do, because we do sell on Amazon, we do sell on Walmart, we do sell on Etsy um, and other channels. We have what's a design ID that is in the SKU and then some other kind of codes that tell us what, you know, it's a 15 ounce mug, it's a whatever, um, it's a t-shirt, it's red, it's XL. Um, and, and we have all of our mock-ups. So we, so we organize our wasabi with our design IDs. So every folder, you know, it's 1 million, 200,000 for, you know, whatever, and one. Gotcha. And then inside of that is the main design. And then all of the products are in a separate folder inside of that. And inside of the, that's where the mock-ups are. Mm. Um, and so, and then you can directly link to that, uh, to that print file. Uh, in that folder and put it on a spreadsheet. So somebody like me can open it up, download it, get it, you know, print it and send it out. Um, so that's kind of how we do it. Um, and we didn't start out like that, you know, and, and it was a big rip off the bandaid moment when we were like, okay, we're scaling, we're scaling in it. I can't just go look for nurse, you know, red nurse mug dot PNG on my computer. Every time this one sells, we need, you know, what if I have a hundred nurse mugs, you know, <laughs> Right. Something's going to go wrong. So we had to get into that organization and um, that's kind of the way we did it anyway. I was going to ask you then, like, um, if, if I was going to use you to, to uh, fulfill, like, would it just be like a spreadsheet code of like one column mug, next column black, next column 11 ounce? Would it be like that or would it be something different? Yeah, it's, it's very simple. So it, it basically has your SKU um, and then it has the the process. So if it's UV or DTG or sublimation, then it has the product code that we, we basically give you valid values for it, you know? So, okay. uh, for us, I, I think mug 11 ounce mug is MG 11. And then there's okay. a color field and a size field. If, so if it's a t-shirt, red XL or whatever, and then there's a field for, um, your print file. There's a second field. If you have like a back design on a t-shirt or something like that. Mm. And then there's a location, feature that works with Shopify actually. So, um, you can tell it in Shopify only send them the products that match the location. And our location of course is MYMD. So it, you know, we just tell you, put that on there. If you ever sell on Shopify, it'll make it a lot easier on you. And then you can go tell it these products. I want to go to MYMD and, uh, we won't get all the other things that you're selling on Shopify. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. It is, it's, it's interesting as we like you know, as business progresses and time moves forward and we scale and it's like, oh yeah, all these new, it's kind of like we zoom out so much, but, and they're all like good things that we learn. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, it would have been nice if I had just had kind of did this, like some master spreadsheet from the beginning, you know, I basically have like massive folders, like a print on demand folder. Then I do it by year and I used to do it alphabetically. Okay. Then I was like, all right, that's not the best way to do it. Now I'm going to do it by niche, you know? Oh yeah. Some folders. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I do it. And I've got it. I've got most of it cataloged just for upload automation. But mm -hmm. it's you know local local file paths, not um, not on the web. Oh sure, okay, yeah. I mean, you could probably dump all that pretty easily into a, into a wasabi or something like that. Um, but again, then you have to have somebody that manually probably links each one of those products up. That's what I was with. Wondering, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, one of the things that we we've talked about we've talked about here at MYMD is like offering that as a service for people because I mean, you know, let's face it, you and I are probably um, we're probably, we probably have more products than most people, you know, that are getting into this or even 
potentially listening to this. There, I'm sure there's people that do have tens of thousands of, of SKUs and, and that's fine. Um, but when, when you have a hundred, it's a hell of a lot easier <laughs> than when you yeah. have, you know, a hundred thousand. Um, but you know, you, you, you can create a, create a task for, a um, you know, a virtual assistant to do and just allow them to take their time and, and get it right. And, um, over time, build that out for you. Uh, might cost you, you know, some, some cash, but in the end, I think as you scale, if you can integrate that into your listing process, um, it'll, it'll really benefit you, uh, in the future. For sure, man. For sure. Um, yeah, that's why it's so great to be able to sit down with you, by the way. So I do really appreciate you taking the time, sharing the insights. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It's a pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I was going to ask too, as far as Walmart goes, like, should we, should we be running ads? Is it too soon to jump into ads? That's the, like, I just spent the last two days. I launched a couple hundred, almost like half a million ads on Amazon, just in prep for Q4, just doing like big dumps of like just auto campaigns. Sure. Um, sure. But like, so is that something, anything that we need to be worried about on Walmart in your opinion? I mean, I, um, I actually just experimented with ads a couple months ago. And so I, um, I was going to try to pull it up, see if I can even just look at my dashboard. Um, you've been making sales without ads though. Oh yeah. I hadn't run ads for, you know, since I started until just a few months ago and, um, they just made it really easy. Um, and so I just literally just went in and just kind of did like an auto campaign type thing. Mm. Um, but honestly, it hasn't been doing great. You know, I'm spending more honestly than I'm probably making. I'm okay. still not sure if, um, and, and most of the things that I have on Walmart are mugs. I have some t-shirts, but it's probably 75% mugs, 25% t-shirts. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to let it run through the rest of the year just to kind of gather all the data that I can and especially through the Christmas season. Cause I think mugs are more giftable and I think they'll probably convert better as we get closer to the holidays. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it is very simple. You can do kind of an auto campaign. You can put a really low bid on there and then they ask, ask for a daily spend kind of, it's similar to Amazon. Gotcha. Um, but I don't know that it's necessary when you're starting. I'm still kind of, hoping that it's helping with organic and that's kind of why i'm willing to lose a little money on the sales just to hopefully organically boost um you know boost my products over time so we'll see um like i say i'm i'm gonna at least leave it on until january and uh hopefully we'll see that conversion rate increase as we get closer to the holidays um and then i can look at it yeah, um kind of on a you know, with a larger scale yeah. and a, a larger sample size. Um, and we'll see. Nice. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you're doing it. You can let me know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then in terms of, uh, products, like I, I typically just stick to what I consider to be like mainly fundamentals as far as, and it's also just easier for me from a process, like, like a flow to be mainly listing like t-shirts, um, coffee mm -hmm. mugs. I feel like I can take the same t-shirt design. It's not optimal probably if it's designed for a shirt mm -hmm. to go on a mug, but it's kind of easy yeah. for me to do that. Maybe like a sweatshirt. Um, mm -hmm. Any uh, any ideas on like outside the box products on Walmart that maybe 
might do well. Like how, like mugs, for instance, I think that's outside the box to a lot of people who maybe watch this even because it's a lot of Amazon merch sellers who don't oh, have access okay. to selling coffee mugs, for instance. Yeah. The, the, that's how I got into print on demand. Honestly, I had a merch account and, and was designing, you know, had VAs designing all kinds of stuff, uploading every single day. Just, I still actually still get merch sales. I don't actively participate in that anymore, but, um, I took all of those designs and just threw them on coffee mugs over time. And I mean, they're your assets. Why not? Right. And yeah. so, and then I, and I had a seller central account on Amazon that I had already, you know, I've been doing arbitrage and had been doing uh, private label and things like that. And so I called it poor man's private label because I was creating new listings for these coffee mugs um, using assets that I had that, you know, were on t-shirts on, on just on like merch. me, man. It's my story. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So so yes, so I mean it is kind of out of the box, but it's such a low barrier to entry. It's so easy to find a good mock-up and then just throw your stuff up there. Um, you can use a lot of this, a lot of similar keywords even, and it, you know um, because it's the same design, it's the same idea. It's just on a different product. But I, I think like for us at at Maker Mark Design, we have we have a lot of really cool products that um, we we just haven't spent the time. Um, putting on Amazon or on, on Walmart or Amazon. Um, we're, we're kind of walking down that path, but it's a long road, but we have like these really cool, like, um, signs that we do like six inch and 12 inch signs that are framed, you know, wooden frame. And then again, nice. you can use that same t-shirt design or that mug design, put it on this frame. We, we actually UV it. Um, and then we attach the frame, you know, we got nail guns and whatever and, um, ship those out. Those are really, really great sellers on Etsy, by the way. Um, I was going to say, it sounds know, like an Etsy live, killer. laugh, love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got stuff like that. Um, we, we do tea towels, which are very, believe it or not, are, are pretty popular among, uh, especially at the holidays, you know, they'll have like a Christmas design or something like that. We also do, uh, pillowcases as opposed to, I know merch does pillows. Now. I sell pillowcases, man. That's like one of my like sleeper products. I never actually like talk about that, but it's like gear bubble offers them and I have the direct integration with Amazon. So I would just throw designs up on those and it's funny. They don't those sell big, that often. Yeah. But they sell. Yeah. So that, those are the big pillowcases like you, you know, you use on your bed, but the, like I'm talking about like the throw pillow cases oh, okay. and we have like these like oatmeal and white kind of linen looking ones. Whereas the, I think the merch ones are more, um, I think they do them with sublimation. So they're more of a poly based where we actually DTG them. Um, and so, yeah. And I don't know if uh, your girlfriend's like this, but man, a lot of wives are changing their throw pillows every season, you know? <laughs> so you can get a lot of, a lot of sales in that niche. Um, so yes, I, I think there are plenty of like Walmart really is the wild west right now. It is not as saturated as Amazon is for products. And so, you know, if you can find kind of those, um, you know, if you're, if you're, provider can can uh can do some unique products i i think man you can really win on walmart um if you uh just start listing those because i don't think there's very many people doing kind of those out of the box products right now yeah that's exciting man we don't know what's going to grow into but we know walmart just by like market cap in terms of u.s companies mm -hmm. is way up there you know and yeah, yeah, that's who knows, right? Because could it be like like being on Amazon, you know, really early too, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, one of the things that um, I may have said this last time we were talking, but um, one of the differences that I've seen with Walmart is that 
Um, you know how your sales kind of go up around a holiday or something like that. Walmart seems to like really, really go up. Now it's not going to eclipse my Amazon sales, but there's been times when it has come close during a holiday. Now during a non-holiday period, Amazon's killing it. Walmart's, you know, probably 15%, but there's, there'll be times when it's like, you know, 55, 45 during the holiday season. So it's, it's, it's an interesting bump that, I mean, you know, obviously you get a bump across all platforms, you know, just overall, but it seems like for Walmart, for whatever reason, um, really gets a bump around the holidays. I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's the type of shopper that's on Walmart. I mean, that must be what it is. Um, they just tend to buy more around the holidays. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting thing that I've seen, um, year over year being on the platform. Yeah. It's interesting. I wonder if they're like maybe setting aside extra like advertising budget during the holidays Possibly. or something, you know, that's, I always love when there's a marketplace that's willing to spend a little money on us, you know, <laughs> getting our, getting yeah. our products out there. Totally. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool, man. Anything else about Walmart that I, I should know? Like I, I I got in, I read the emails. They have like kind of a welcome series. So I'm learning mm -hmm. without actually like having done anything. We I mentioned before we hit record. Actually, I had an intro to the video, but um, I showed that my girlfriend has, who's been on for about a month longer than me already got her listings created. Uh, mm -hmm. She's getting ready for production run to do like her first big production. She sells like uh, human grade, like dog ice cream, very niche product, but very bougie. Wow, okay. And so once that's done, she's going to probably send it into Walmart fulfillment along with, you know, Amazon, um, FBA. And so that'll be interesting, mm -hmm. but, um, I, I yeah. anything that you want to like impart any knowledge you want to impart on me and anybody else watching that wants to sell on Walmart, sell print on demand, I guess, specifically. Yeah, it, it may have changed, but, um, when I started the, the default fulfillment time for orders is two days and mm -hmm. they call it lag time. And so you can request an extended lag time. Um, of up to five days. And obviously, if you're going to be doing print on demand um, fulfillment, you know, or, or having somebody fulfill your print on demand products, you, you need a little more of a buffer. So I would highly recommend searching lag time and extending that out to five days um, just to give yourself a little bit of cushion. If, you know, particularly during the Christmas season when orders seem to, you know, can get backed up a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then, um, and then I was also going to say Walmart Fulfillment Services, WFS, uh, we we did a small trial with that and and everything sold. Um, we just haven't we haven't we haven't continued to do that. It's something that um, was on my Q4 playlist, but uh, <laughs> or to do list. But we 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 failed to do it. But I think that there's some serious power in getting these things in. It's a little bit different process than Amazon. Um, FBA, but I think it's uh, equally as valuable in the end. And it's not different enough that it's going to really throw you off that much. You're just going to have to label things a little differently and jump through their hoops a little differently. But um, a really good idea if you get on Walmart to really look into that WFS. Uh, those those would be my two things that I would you know recommend. If you're fulfilling it yourself, make sure your lag time's long enough. Um, yeah. And and then seriously look at WFS. Yeah, that's great advice actually too. Cause um, Marielle just ran into that issue when we were looking at her Walmart yesterday. Uh, she's mm -hmm. like, oh crap, I got an order. She didn't even know. Cause I guess she didn't get an email or maybe she's just not good about checking her email. <laughs> one of the, one of the two. <laughs> and her fulfillment time was like two days. So she was like, yeah. I was like, yo, you need to ship that today. Like look at the, right. the shipment. 
Um, so that's great. That's great advice. I appreciate that, man. And um, yeah, I'll keep you up to date on my journey. Obviously, I've got some thinking to do. I got to figure out how I'm going to load up all my products and right. you know potentially use you as a fulfillment partner. So um, yeah, man, sure. that'd be awesome. Yeah, that was that's awesome, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And let me know if uh, you want to chat about this again. We'll do it. We'll do. Sounds good. Thanks, Travis. Yep. Mm-hmm.